It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me this morning. Lots, as always, to talk about. Um, Yeah, uh, we are going to be talking about the holidays. I think a big issue. I love the idea that actually the thing that might finally break the camel's back for the long-suffering British people when it comes to lockdown isn't our kids not going to school. It isn't isn't people's businesses going under, mass unemployment, huge debts, taxes rising in the future. No, it's going to be not being allowed to go on your summer holiday this year. Well, for a lot of people, let's face it, second year running. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that, uh, the latest on vaccine rollout and cladding, as I mentioned with James Max, uh, cladding uh, help that's been offered £3.5 billion extra from the government. Housing Secretary Robert Jenrick announced that yesterday, but really, does it even touch the size of what's needed to help those 4 million people stuck in homes that they simply, well, they're not safe and they can't sell? Well, to discuss all of these stories this morning, I'm delighted to be joined by Emma Revel. She's Head of Public Affairs at the Institute of Economic Affairs and joins us now. Good morning to you. Morning, Julia. Good morning. Well, let's let's talk about holidays because, um, I mean, the, the big news that seemed to come out um, when it came to the quarantine for people returning from 33 countries in the red zone, uh, thought to be a concern for new variants of the virus, uh, this possibility of, you know, a £10,000 final, 10 years behind bars. Um, then the focus became very quickly on, hold on a minute, all these jabs people are going to need uh, to go in and out of the country, even if it's not a red zone country, you just want to pop to Spain or to France, you're looking at basically virtually impossible to go on holiday. Currently, it is illegal to leave the country. It's North Korea-esque, really. It's illegal not just to come into the country, but it's illegal to leave the country uh, for anything other than essential reasons. Um, but the prospect that we are going to be living through this, not just through March, April, May, June, but even into the July and August summer holidays, I think has really broken some people, hasn't it? Yeah, I think yesterday was an absolute triumph for government communications when three different cabinet ministers, including the prime minister, managed to say three completely different things about whether or not we were going to go on holiday in the summer. Um, So that was an absolute delight. Um, I mean, I'm almost like they they don't know. Almost like there is no consistent messaging. I mean, yeah. When the Cabinet Office said it is too early to tell, I think that's probably right um, and probably why there seems to be so much confusion everywhere else. Um, I I have tentatively booked some flights to go on holiday in the summer. I'm not optimistic that I'll be (laughs) taking them, but I booked them because I need something to look forward to. This is a key part of life, isn't it? Um, There are are lots of things that make up a a worthwhile life and, and one of them is family and friends and being able to be among the people you love to laugh to to share stories to 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 be able to touch people 
hugging. Remember hugging everybody? It used to be a lovely part of our lives. Um, and, and then there's also, you know, having you know, to work. I think self-respect that people feel. Work is physically, mentally, every, it is good for you. A lot of people are basically stop from working, certainly normal work. And, and then there's having stuff to look forward to. Just stuff that makes life exciting. You know, looking forward to summer holiday, planning, saving, you know, doing some shopping for it or whatever. This is a really big part. It's like looking forward to going to the pub on a Friday night after a long week at work. These are the things that make a lot of people's lives worthwhile. And yet every single aspect of that has been taken away from people. Do you think this is going to be the last straw? I, I keep hoping at some point the British people will say, that's it. That's enough. Except they're all battling over how much longer can we threaten people with jail time if they arrive home from holiday in Portugal and lie about it on their arrival? Uh, Rather than worrying about, you know, not just themselves, but of course the one in 10 jobs in this country that rely on travel. Yeah, I think there was a point earlier on in the pandemic when people were talking about, you know, the bulldog spirit and and, and people won't be cowed, people will, you know, rise up against this sort of thing. Actually, I think the British spirit is sort of grumble about it and then just do as you're told anyway i think that's probably where we're at and i think the last year has shown is actually people are very willing to comply with restrictions and actually quite keen for more restrictions in a lot of places i i don't i don't condemn people for complying with restrictions i comply with restrictions and i think a lot of the restrictions are are not just not saving lives i don't think that the medical the evidence scientific evidence says that an awful lot of these restrictions don't actually save lives in fact they cost more lives there are numerous studies feel free to make it off come complain to anybody there are numerous studies now and we're up to 30 studies that have been published in reputable journals peer-reviewed uh, science carried out by eminent scientists with huge amounts of experience from Stanford University Oxford University and many many more pointing out that the lockdowns and other restrictions don't necessarily save lives uh, from COVID and they cost more lives in the long run uh, from from other, other things so I don't support a lot of this I don't I don't agree with having to wear a mask I don't agree with anything but I do it because it's the law and I think I think that's a good thing in this, in this British society that we are law abiding and we go along things but but it's it's the way that it's been welcomed by so many people it's the way that some so many people seem to be demanding more i want to know who these people are because i i meet very few of these people i meet the odd one but i meet very few of these people and i don't know who all these these people who are being polled who who think that yes yes we should throw everyone in jail who you know doesn't wear a mask in the supermarket or gets on a plane um there seems to be a lot of finger wagging i i do worry that this has brought out the worst in an awful lot of people. It's no longer about the camaraderie. It's no longer about sticking together. It's about it's about pointing the finger and blaming other people. And the blame game is being led by the government. You know, all these horrible adverts they put out. We play some of them on this, on this station. I mean, they're horrible. They're absolutely foul. Where they're basically saying, you know, can you look in the eye of this person or this nurse or this patient? But, well, yes, I can. I can look in their eye and say that I'm doing the right thing. Yes, I can, thank you very much. Um, but it's this idea that if the virus spreads and if someone gets the virus, it's someone's fault, as opposed to a virus doing what a virus does. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moralising, and I think, um, especially from from government, and saying, you know, I, I understand it because you know they're trying to get people to comply, but it is quite worrying that we've headed so far down this path that actually, you know, it's spread to you know the general public, and people are blaming their neighbours yeah. and looking suspiciously at other people, and it doesn't it doesn't feed a very you know a, a nice tone uh, for yeah. a for a country to live in, especially if this is going to carry on for. 
well, months and months. And, and this is the thing, is how long does it carry on? If you, let's think back, three weeks to flatten the curve, um, over by summer, back to normal by Christmas, over by the spring. Um, and, you know, we were told if we cancelled Christmas. Do you remember? We wouldn't have to have that January lockdown that everyone was saying we'd need. Well, we, they pretty much cancelled Christmas for large parts of the country. And then we still got the January lockdown. And as we know right now, a February lockdown, let's face it, a March lockdown as well. Earliest we're told we're going to get uh, anything eased is March the 8th with children from primary school some years possibly not necessarily possibly going back to school um we oh, now we're talking about cancelling summer holidays here you know, three weeks to flatten the curve we even even on the anniversary of when we uh, went into this lockdown or even when the first advice or the first ruling about closing bars and restaurants came out we are going to be nowhere near getting back to a normal life despite incredible good news and this is one of the things i find very strange i, I think the broadcast media largely in this country i mean frankly should be ashamed of themselves. I don't know how they sleep at night. If you watch BBC News or Sky News, and in fact read an awful lot of the newspapers, you would be forgiven to thinking we are absolutely still in an absolute, absolute crisis. Nothing is getting better. We, we're going to have to wait months and months and there's nothing that can be done. The rollout of the vaccine has been extraordinary. That's the one thing they'll ever allow. 20% of adults in this country are now being vaccinated. Um, even when they say, look, we need two million more 70 plus age group to get vaccinated, they've already vaccinated some sort of 15 percentage points more of each of those age groups, the 90 plus, the 80 plus, 70 plus, etc., than they ever expected to. The rollout has been a beyond expectations, a realistic expectations success. And we have seen, we have seen since mid-January, deaths have fallen by a third. The average daily death rate now is 788. Uh, that's, by the way, not over 1,000, and it really hasn't been for most of the time. But it, it's down 36% from the peak. It was 1,248 at the very peak uh, in the worst worst days. Um, cases are now down more than 70% from the peak. Um, lower hospitalizations and deaths as a result of those cases going down are baked in. So we are going to see fewer people in ICU, fewer people um, dying, a few people needing hospitalization of any sort, few people getting ill. And the latest evidence is that it is the over 88 bracket whose vaccines have been rolled out soonest and who are most likely to have already have the effect of that first vaccine rolled out um they are they their death rates have plummeted far 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 much more than anyone in any other age group below which tells us that it's the vaccine that is is making the big difference and yet and yet this this amazing good news these these amazing justifications for easing out of lockdown sooner rather than later um even if you think the lockdown is delivering it but that is just skated over by the media, who then get obsessed with a new variant in Bristol. I mean, I think it's okay to be concerned about new variants, but also given, as you say, the the fantastic impact that the vaccine is having and the eagerness that the British public have shown to get the vaccine. You know, I, I don't know anyone who's been called for their appointment whose immediate reaction wasn't fantastic. Can I have it now? Um, you know, people are keen to get this because they do want it over. My, my grandparents basically said, yeah, we, we haven't seen you since October where we saw you for about two days um, from a distance. So, yeah, of course we went for our vaccine appointment. And I think that's what most people want. Yeah, been, they yeah. want the vaccine because they want this to be over and the government needs to connect the two things. Uh, yeah, uh, th this is the key thing. And I do think an awful lot of the support for this lockdown has been based on one more push. I mean, like, again, I, I've been saying to everybody, because I'm now a cynical old hat, that, you know, the, 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 and it's not, I mean, it is the government, because they're ultimately responsible, but there's no question at all that, you know, that the, the, some of the public health lobby, that some of the people on SAGE and on NerveTag, I mean, they seem to want this to go on forever. I, I, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of why they do think that, because these people, 
people are far too clever and knowledgeable about viruses to uh, to, to to think that what they're doing is is right and sane. And and I I can only think it's because the we're talking about egos now. We're talking about people who are just unbelievably important now, and they I just don't think we can underestimate the importance of ego in all of this. Um, just one a final discussion about health because there's lots I want to talk to you about uh, after we get to, to an update on the travel travel as if we're allowed to have travel anymore, um, is that uh, the government today is announcing its uh, uh, reforms to build on the NHS's long-term uh, plan proposals, and a bill's going to be laid before Parliament. And basically, new proposals to join up health and care services and embed lessons learned from the pandemic. That's what they say they're going to do. Um, now, at the Institute of Economic Affairs, for which you work, uh, one of your colleagues uh, did actually produce a document, all which has been much criticised by Labour, accused of <laughs> criticising NHS staff as opposed to NHS as an institution. Um, it costs billions and millions of pounds and employs more than a million people um, for, for you know the failings of the NHS uh, during the pandemic. Um, we've heard so much about incorporating healthcare and social services. I mean, I mean, goodness me, we, we've heard about this for about 10 years. It never actually happens. Do you think it will actually finally happen? Um, I'm, I'm not particularly optimistic because, as you say, you know, we, t- we talk about learning lessons and integrating health and social care, you know, and, and have done for a decade. We're not getting very far. But if there's ever a time to do it, it is now, because I think many of the early deaths that we saw from coronavirus were as a result of exporting uh cases from hospitals into care homes and that is because there was a lack you know they are seen as different things they operate as different organizations when actually they need to be seen as two stations on the same path and work better together so you know the fact that these things health and social care are not connected did lead to some of the worst outcomes we saw in this pandemic we do need to learn the lessons but as you say you know my colleague christian would say we need to learn the right lessons not just the ones people want to hear the breakfast briefing with julia hartley brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.